What's up? Dude, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you got me? Yeah, I got you. Cool. Uh, hey, thank you for being a part of this, man. I appreciate it. And nope. got a lot going on. You know, I mean, you know, there's there's busy times in life, but you know, you make you make time for the right things and the right people. So glad to do it, man. Hey, I gotta say, like, going into this is the second episode of the I Am Streamer podcast. I was really excited about the first guy I interviewed, Sir Cantilius. Um, and I was really excited to have you on as well for the second one, just because you know, a few weeks ago, we got to be on the, the Midwest Bros uh, podcast together, and we yeah. had some really good conversations, and so I was just like, you know, when I get home, I gotta get this guy. Man, man, we got, we got heated, which was, which is good, you know, it and it's one good of those things, it is, it's one of those things where, you know, you can have that heated discussion but there's a level of respect under it. And then at the end of the day, it's just, you know, and like I said, a lot of, a lot of the times I'll play devil's advocate just for the fun of it. So I felt that. I love it. You know, I felt that. I'm an antagonist. What can I say? You know, it's part of my nature. It's part of, you know, it's one of those things that I use on a semi-regular basis in another walk of life that I have. You know, so I, I mean, it just it it just comes naturally. I can't help it. You definitely did a little bit of heel because I I was talking to Todd Father about it a little bit. And I'm like, I didn't expect the conversation to go there, and it just went there. And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. And I was like, I was fine with it, you know. <laughs> but um, it was it was really good, wholesome conversation, and I'm super glad to have you on. I appreciate it, man. Seriously. So, tell everybody, you know, a, a little bit about yourself. What we know, obviously, if you're on the I Am Streamer podcast, you are a streamer. But, right. you know, who are you or who are you still, you know, you know, <laughs> as you entered streaming, what was unique like or, or whatever he still could be? Before you know, you got in streaming. Uh, in a word, unique. I've always been unique, uh, and I've always had a and you know it's it's one of those things where and I I, I was kind of thinking about it because you know obviously you you sent me some stuff ahead of time you know and I kind of was able to process it and you know I I make the joke all the time that uh you know when I came up with the name unique perspective it was more photography related. You know, I use a drone. I use uh, a glass ball that I'll shoot things through and things like that. So I'm trying to create that unique perspective, pardon the pun, but in life, I have a unique perspective as well. Um, Growing up, I grew up in a divorced parents' household. Um, You know, I... You know, so I had to deal with the, you know, the the issues surrounding that. I had to deal with a stepbrother that I lived with on a regular basis and one that I saw three or four times a year. Um, 
you know, I had a stepmom that lived in the house and an individual that I will never refer to as a stepdad. Uh, there's a, there's a history there for another day. Um, that, uh, let's just put it this way. If I would have ever wanted to use my military skills in the civilian world, that would have been my first choice. Just saying, just saying, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) I forgot that you were military. I forgot that. Yeah. Uh, I spent, well, technically I spent eight years in the military, um, honorable discharge, but I was, uh, medical, uh, the last three and a half years, roughly. Um, you know, after that, it was uh, a lot of just not soul searching, but I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and I did a lot of things that were graphics related or photo related and it and it was always a hobby um and that kind of leads into how i came across twitch and i was actually on twitch not as a streamer but i i watched twitch back when it was still just in tv gotcha so i go way back and i um <clears throat> May or may not have uh, watched a couple wrestling pay-per-views on Justin TV. And, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Um, You know, but it was, you know, I was, you know, uh, no college, former army. Uh, At the time, I was probably working for either Mediacom or DirecTV or a local cable company. Um, and, you know, you know, barely making ends meet in a one bedroom apartment. Um, and then, you know, always been a gamer, always been a fan of wrestling, you know, and it was just kind of one of those where I, I saw a friend, uh, that I've, I've gotten to know really well. And I'm not even referring to Todd Father because that was after the fact. Um, and I'd always thought about doing streaming, and I just I never, never pulled the trigger. Uh, and I started talking to Todd Father uh, at work, and you know, found out that he was, and that just kind of was like, okay. If, if they can do it and I've got a lot of the things to do it and I was using it for other things um, in a side job that I had at the time mm-hmm. and just said, you know what? I keep saying I'm going to do it. Let me just do it. And so that that's, that's a very rough overview of 40 years, um, 42 years. Oh my gosh, I'm old. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's um, only like twelve. That's like twelve years older than me. You're not that. Y'all need to give yourself a little bit more grace, man. Oh, only twelve. Okay, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, way to way to way to broadcast that. No, um, you know that's. I've had the same best friend for twenty six years, and she's six weeks younger than me, and I get reminded of it every year around birthday time. Hey, so, some people can't say that. 
<laughs> there's a lot of people that can't say that they got somebody for 20 years as a best friend like that's like that that i'm just saying like i i me personally like that's something i want i want to be able to at one point in my life be like yeah me and this me and this person been kicking it for for 20 years and and counting right you know, and it's it's one of those things where, you know, um, friends in high school um, and uh, it, it was it was rather funny. I, I actually asked her out at one point in high school um, and she shot me down. Probably the smartest move she's ever done. Ha ha. Um, and I was like, oh, OK. And I never brought it up ever again. Um, now we've talked about it over the past, like 10 years sarcastically, but you know, it was one of those things where she's like, you asked, I gave you my decision. You respected it. And you know, how could I not be friends with somebody like that? Um, and it's, it's, it's carried through the years, you know, and it's one of those things we lost touch for three or four years while she was doing family thing and etc um but uh you know it was as soon as we reconnected it was like we hadn't missed a day so <laughs> that's 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 you you can't buy that you can't walk into a store and buy that no so i i'm i'm very grateful for that friendship so you mentioned uh uh divorced parents and i grew up uh, the son of uh, divorced parents, and I know that for me, it shaped a lot of how I I saw things, and I think it still shapes things uh, for me today. Absolutely, but, yeah. And I know that you obviously you said you do photography. You've done a lot of different things. You said you did a lot of soul searching. How did that shape you? How did that that whole process influence who you are today? So. The thing that really sticks out in my mind is twofold. Um, so um, we lived in the in the town that I live in now. Um, just kind of a little back history. Uh, lived in the town that I live in now. Uh, my mom got a job at another town, so we moved. Well, in another state, technically. Uh, so we moved to that state and then a couple of years later things fell apart and my dad and I moved back to this town. Um, and apparently, you know, apparently that was a discussion I obviously wasn't part of cause it was, I would have been in like third grade. So I would have been eight or nine, somewhere in that range, uh, when it happened. And so I, you know, okay, they say we're going, you know, we're, we're, we're leaving. So we're leaving. And I, I simply remember my dad, um, sitting in the living room and just randomly just bawling his eyes out. Um, because it was, you could tell it wasn't something that he wanted to have happen at the yeah. time, at the time. Um, you know, if you asked him now, he's probably got a different opinion, but in that moment, you know, right when it happened, 
you know, there was a there was a few month period there where it was just the random, you know, hey dad, why are you crying? Don't worry about it, you know, and you know, and that was, I mean, to this day, that's still an answer that I get when I ask a, hey, uh, why why didn't you park your car in the garage instead of you know, in the driveway? Don't worry about it, you know. That's we have a very interesting dynamic, um, and I'll I can circle back to that if you want to. Um, on the flip side, I had my mom and I would see her, you know, on the, we'll call it regular scheduled visits that that schedule adjusted. But anyway, um, and it was one of those where she put on the brave, happy face because yeah. she didn't want to admit she was wrong for some things that happened, and that's not my place to say. Yeah. Um, and but you could see the underlying issue with the new husband, and so it it created this, and it's still there to this day with me. It created this mindset of I never want to go through either side of that. Um, so I yeah. a lot of ways I'm very guarded um, you know to either of my parents and I I say this and I I have a bad justification but it is in my mind a legit one. Um, I hardly ever use the L word ever. I can't remember the last time I used that word other than talking about pizza. <laughs> um, I, I mean, and I, I say that a little tongue in cheek, but I mean, I, I, you know, I'm talking on the phone to my mom and, you know, it's like, okay, talk to you later. Click. And that's it. But, do you, you know, but do you think, and do you think honestly, and even to touch on that, do you think honestly that maybe a lot of people today, overuse that word or probably use it before they're ready to understand what it means. And that's my justification is that that you, that word is so oversaturated. You know, you've got coworkers that only see each other during their eight hours that they work. Hey, you know, thank you. You know, I, I mean, I still won't say it, you know, it's one of those things. And it's just like, Really? I mean, okay, boyfriend, girlfriend say it to each other as they're partying. Okay, maybe I'll let it slide. But, you know, you have, you know, two girls that a week ago were catfighting, you know, and, you know, in the back hallway, one's talking crap about the other, but, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. And it's like, really? <laughs> I mean, now, you know, do they probably, you know, hey, have a good day, you know, or, hey, you know, do they wish them well? Probably, in most cases, yes. But that word, I mean, you know, case in point, my best friend of 26 years, we've never had an issue. I mean, we, you know, we have our little, you know, like, really, did you just say that, you know, but yeah. we've never had a legit fight or argument, and I don't even say it to her. 
you know, it's just, it's one of those words that isn't in my vocabulary because I heard my parents say it to each other all the time. And then, you know, everything that went down went down. And then it's like, eh, you know, I mean, um, what's the, uh, what's, uh, there's a movie. Um, blah, 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 blah. Patrick uh, Ghost. You ever seen Ghost? I don't think so. I'm not sure if I've seen okay. that one. Okay, classic 90s movie. Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg. Right? Demi Moore, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze's characters are married or... I think they're married. I think they're husband and wife. Anyway, she would say it all the time. And he would always reply, ditto. He would never say the word. So that becomes something later in the movie. And Whoopi Goldberg's character kind of relays, without spoiling the whole premise of the movie, relays what Patrick Swayze's character says. And Demi Moore turns and looks at Whoopi Goldberg and says, yeah, he'd never say that. And then he has to stumble out real quick and say, ditto, tell her ditto, ditto. And that's the trigger that everything is real. So, I mean, I find my ways of saying it without saying the word. And I I know I've had conversations with my mom and my best friend at separate points of, you know, I know my mom would love to hear it on Mother's Day, Christmas, you know, just a random. I know she'd love to hear it. But I also know, based on conversations her and I have had, that if I never say it again for the next 50 years, she knows. And I'm okay with that because I show it. Now, my dad, who who wears sunglasses 24 hours a day, seven days a week because the eyes are the windows to the soul and he doesn't want anybody to peek at any portion of him. And I think some of that plays back into the time of the divorce. You know, he's, you know, he doesn't want to let anybody in. He's very guarded. He doesn't say much. Um, so he clearly hardly says it to even my stepmom or anybody else. Yeah. So, you know, I could I could long win this forever, obviously. Um, so that's that's one of those things that it affects me to this day. I had a now ex fiance. It's a train wreck. I'm glad I avoided. We'll just put it that way. Um, and that was a a heart to heart we had to have of you know. I might say it once a year if you're lucky, but I'm going to show it. And that ultimately had nothing to do with why there was a breakup, but it was, again, it was one of those things where that's a hurdle I'll probably never get over short of, <laughs> uh, you know, divine intervention. It, it, I've, that word will, again, unless it's regarding pizza, it's probably not going to be part of my vocabulary. And I, and I think it's 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 difficult because like me and you 
especially now that we're talking, we've got a lot of similarities. Uh, I stayed with my father. My mom is the one that uh, that actually left. Um, I also remember the day for the first time I ever saw my dad cry. And I will still say to this day, one of the most unsettling things, but probably ultimately good things is to see one's own parent or, or dad per se cry. Um, because I'd never seen, I remember being so shook, uh, because my dad wasn't a very vulnerable person. Um, right. So like, it's one of those things where it's like, I know it's definitely affected the way I use, you know, or the way I love people. Um, cause you know, even like your dad, I can be super guarded. Um, I have had, and still to this day have some trouble letting people in, um, allowing people to use that L word, love, you know. I right. do think that it's one of those things that what's what's important, or you know what, I'm going to be a little funny about this, what's unique about that word is that oftentimes it's what we choose to do with it. I think is what kind of makes Very it true. because yeah. you look and I and I talk and I think I touched on this even in the in in the in the Midwest Bros podcast. It's like having those guys, having those 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 either father figures, father figures, or just that male leadership that kind of exemplifies what that means. Because the thing is, if you don't show anybody what it looks like, they're not gonna know, or they're gonna end up in a situation maybe kind of like where you did, where it was like because of the things that you saw the word almost lost meaning it didn't feel real people you know they're not sincere with it and i think it's one of those things really why it's really important and i say this for guys it's important that we take ownership of that word and learn to to work with it And and i think it's important for people to understand that people got different love languages man like some people they got to hear it um for me i enjoy you know physical touch as far as rough housing things but i like it when i really like it when i know i'm welcome somewhere but people want to come see me yeah. I, that, that's how, that's what it is for me but i've also Feel it included. Yep. but yeah. i've learned over time that i'm not always going to get that and that I still have to do my part with that word, even if I don't get that in her. It sucks, but I think it's ultimately necessary because if I don't, somebody could be watching me and then say, well, this word doesn't mean anything, you know, but I think it's super cool that, you know, you've gone through all that because it doesn't sound like you've given up on the word. You're just, you're just very guarded with it. Yeah. If, if I use it, it's, it's, you know I mean it. It's I'm not going to I'm not gonna waste it if if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not gonna diminish it. So you know, I think I think honestly again I think it's super cool that we have this that because this is something I didn't know and obviously we haven't known each other for a very long time, but we should we know each other for a short time. So it's yeah. still really cool to have that you talked about you know growing up you 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 did a lot of soul searching so 
you do stream, we're in a we're in a streaming world or, or community, if you would. I don't really like to use that word community with when it comes to streaming, but you know, we've got the Fortnites, the Apex Legends, we've got so many of these games and it attracts a much younger generation. Right. How do you I guess find yourself in a world or a community like that? So and that's you know, it's one of those things where, you know, like you mentioned earlier, I'm fairly new to the game. Um and I I made a conscious decision uh when I started is if I'm playing a game on stream, it's because I enjoy the game. I want other people to enjoy the game. Um or I just I want to have something that I can talk about. Um you know, I'll I'll do the the silly stuff like I did, you know, a couple weeks ago where I was doing the golf stream and come to find out this wild and crazy shirt that's available in game is available in the real world. So I bought the flipping shirt and <laughs> wore it on stream. You know, and it's one of those things where like there's no way this shirt is real. It, it, it was, I was playing a golf game, uh, PGA 21, and they had a tattoo golf shop. And I'm like, there's no way tattoo golf is real. Well, of course, you know, I'm online. Let me, let me look. Okay. Tattoo golf is a real thing. This and this real. shirt is there. Yeah. Here, it's here. legit. It's legit. What kind of, so, you said it was a Hawaiian shirt? No, it's so oh, it's um it's bright orange uh kind of fades into a black and white, but it's got a skull excuse me, skull and crossbones made out of golf clubs. Yeah, that sounds like something from the nineties. That really does. <laughs> they they I'm sorry. And I, I I was I was born in nineteen ninety one. I I consider myself a child of the nineties. And I will I will say as much as I did like it, they tried too hard. Right, right. We tried well, way too hard. So okay, so you know I golfed yesterday yeah. as we're recording this, right? Yeah. Well, while I found that shirt, I found some other ones. So there's another one that I've got that looks like the Punisher, like the Marvel Punisher yeah. skull, but it's orange camo with golf guys in it so I, I that if you look at the picture that i posted on my personal page you will see that shirt i'm gonna go as back I, and look as, at I, that. as i sent him scrambling on his computer as we speak I, i'm gonna uh, have to go i'm gonna have to go look back at that because you know it, you I, don't I see much of it but you don't see much of it but you'll get the idea um you know, but that's something fun that I wanted to do. You know, not every streamer is going to find matching apparel for their in-game character. I did just for the heck of it, for fun. Um, you know, I I'm a huge wrestling fan. WWE, WCW. My I had a cousin who back in the day was on WCW's Road Crew, so I've been to dinner with. 
you know, a handful of quote unquote top guys from back in the day. Oh back when really? the WO was huge. Ooh. You know, I I mean, we're talking I was at dinner with a you know, twenty some odd guys around a table, and you've got top level guys, main eventers sitting around this table, and we're all just shooting the breeze like it's nothing. So, I mean, I've been a diehard fan for years. So a couple of years ago, one of the one of the uh, games allowed you to start making custom belts. Yeah. So I had a custom belt made to match the custom belt I made in game. I still have it to this day. So one of these days when I'm on stream, I will pull out the old game. I'll guarantee it. And as soon as my guy walks out holding the belt over his shoulder, I'm going to reach down off camera and sling the real thing over my shoulder. And it's not a belt that's in the game. I mean, I made the whole thing. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we're not talking, you know, five-year-old cardboard. I mean, this is a leather strap, metal plates, snaps. It's a legit belt. So, uh, those are things that I want to do as a streamer. I don't want to play Fortnite. I I don't... No, don't get me wrong. If a 12-year-old comes into my chat, okay, cool. Hope you have a good time. I'll gladly shoot the breeze with you. I don't care. You know, but I'm just going to do me and whoever shows up, I'm glad to have them there and you know, I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna have a good time. Um, so I just bring this full circle. I made a conscious effort when I started streaming. I don't care what the big popular game is. With you know, like if something just got released, I'm probably not gonna play it right away, if at all. Um, I've never played Fortnite. I never will. Um, Call of Duty is a huge thing. Eight years in the army, I can't play Call of Duty. I can't do it because I can't run and gun. You know, I would. I can't do it. I I need to play tactfully and stealth and use real life logic. So I can't play that type of game. Gotcha. You know, but I'll I'll play. You know, MLB or I'll do the wrestling games or I'll do Metal Gear. Um, you know full well I've got the XCOM series that I love doing. You know, yeah. it's an alien police force. It's a turn-based strategy. You know, it's... I don't care if it's not going to get me, you know, 200 views. I don't care. I am I want people there that want to be there because I'm providing good content or that they just want to shoot the breeze and they know that it's a safe and fun place to do it. So, one thing that I... You know, I, I picked out there because you, you're obviously a, a big wrestling fan. Slightly. Um, slightly. Slightly. Um, I'm being sarcastic. You, slightly. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think of the where the WWE is going? And I know that you and Todd Father are talking about um, a podcast on this, but I kind of wanted to get your thoughts because it, it, it was something that you know when you brought up wrestling, it's something that I thought of. I'm going to a I think the Mid-Missouri Wrestling Alliance has a, another show on this Saturday I'm actually going to watch. And okay. I thought of you 
But you know, I there I know there was some news in w with the WWE last week in regards to releasing more of their roster, and there was I think it was a big name on that. But there were a couple big names, yeah. What do you think? Because I'll tell you what I grew up. I wasn't. I remember walking into the living room one day, and my dad used to watch wrestling all the time, and I didn't care. But one day, I guess I wanted to spend a little more time, so I went in there and I sat down, and I kind of got hooked. You know, I uh-huh. started watching wrestling full time, two thousand six. Ooh, wow, uh, that's okay. So kind of that SmackDown era. Uh, Batista, I think, popped into the scene. Right, at least, as my to my recollection, he popped into the scene. Probably a little well, bit he'd before. Been, he'd been around for a little bit. He came in, in the early two thousands. But yeah, okay. So, um, you know, I was a big fan. I was actually a bigger fan of a lot of the, you know, maybe not even mid tier guys. So one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, not because he's considered a great by extraction, was Jimmy Wayne Yank. Like I always rooted for him. <laughs> Every oh, time the I Asian saw cowboy, him, the Asian cowboy. Every yeah. time I saw him, he was just because it was simple, but man, he was so so likable. And then I, when I moved to the Midwest, I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of people that either like wrestling or or, or did wrestling or or even still do. Um, I met uh, two guys the other day that they wrestled for a small promotion. Um, and I won't lie, like, even I went to the... I, this is going to be my second uh, house show that I've ever been to because I went to one about a month ago prior to coming up to Iowa. And I got to say, I really liked it. Like, the that end match was about as close to, like, it almost felt like you could tell those guys had been doing it for years. Right. The right. the difference between that first fight I saw because the first fight I was like, man, I could get in there and do that. But that that last fight and the storylines you could see emerging, sure, so authentic. And it's just something about it is just so awe inspiring. So it brings me back. I know it's a very super long winded question, but where do you think about what where the WD is headed? <laughs> WWE is headed? Is it? Is it going to survive? Is it going to be around in five years? What do you think? You have opened up a can of worms. Are you sure you're ready for this? Yes, I am curious. Okay. So, first and foremost, yes, it will be around in five years. It will probably be around for the next 20 years, at least. Um, And there's there's some reasons for that. Um, I think that there are two major issues with WWE right now and shameless plug, uh, and, you know, feel free to stop me, but, uh, shameless plug, the ringside ruckus is what Todd father and I are going to be working on. Uh, we're anticipating a debut right around SummerSlam. So FYI, we're we're looking forward to it. oh yeah. I'm looking um, forward to it. Now, Todd Father's a big history buff, so we're going to have some history. I've got some guys locally. By the way, if you ever do want to train, I've got the hookup for you. If you ever legit want to get in the ring, I can make that happen. No I joke. Might, I might pull a Chad Ochocinco and, uh, you know. Oh, man. That was a heck of a fight. I saw that this this, this past weekend. Oh, man. No, no. He's Oh, geez. Okay. Anyway, and, <laughs> and, and and let's 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 put it this way. Okay, 
Mayweather and, and uh, Paul only went the distance because Mayweather knows that there's money in a rematch. That match, he held him up. That, he held him yeah. up. A lot of people are thinking he oh, held yeah. him up. He did knock him out. He held that man up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that That is the biggest, you know, oh, it went the distance. No, it didn't. But I thought whatever. Chad, I thought Chad, excuse me, Chad Johnson now again. I thought he acquitted himself pretty well. He he got sloppy right when he got knocked out, not when he got knocked to the ground. But I thought he acquitted himself. I'm not a big boxing guy, but I was like, hey, he, he was doing his thing. I thought it was more entertaining than the Mayweather fight, to be honest. Well, I was I was at my quote unquote nine to five, so I haven't seen the the I'll still call him Ocho Cinco because I think it's hilarious. Oh yeah, uh, I I haven't seen his his match yet, so I'll have to look that one up on on a. Uh, certain uh, streaming platform but anyway <laughs> um but anyway so wwe um like i said i think they'll be around the next 20 years at least just because they're so big um there's there's no way that they would just fold there's too much money to be made now do i think that the pandemic affected them bigger than they thought it would Absolutely. Um, but my biggest thing with WWE um, and the other ones have gotten away from it, thank goodness, and that's why I think they're a little different, a little better uh, in some areas. Production value, you'll never match WWE right off the bat. AEW is getting close. Impact's never going to get there. I'm sorry. Uh, Ring of Honor is I have all the respect for Ring of Honor guys, and I know a couple of them. I have one of them in my phone book. Um, and, you know, shameless name drop, but I'm not going to drop the name. So, hey, you just have to keep guessing. <laughs> um, and they're not, Ring of Honor is not, never going to look like anything more than a top level quote unquote indie promotion. It's just that's that's not the way they're designed and I don't think they should ever change that. I don't think they should try to go for the mainstream production value. But WWE's issue is one room, the writing room. Oh yeah. And the issue is this. They're okay. Predictable. They're predictable. It's not it, it's not even that it's predictable because, you know, you can only have so many storylines in life. If that makes sense yeah. in a wrestling life, I guess I should say, you know, you can have the boyfriend, girlfriend break up the, you know, the, the typical, you know, no wedding ever goes off without a hitch. There's always, you know, somebody jumping out of a cake or somebody getting pushed into a cake you know, whatever the case might be, you know, they rehash storylines. I get it. It's fine. But my issue is this. If I were to go into WWE right now and I was going to be my sarcastic, over the top heel self, right? Yeah. Let's say you're the writer in the writing room. Okay, you know I want to be sarcastic and over the top and be a heel, bad guy. 
you can't write for me because you don't know how my brain works. You can't. You can bullet point and then let me fill in the gaps and make it my own and make it unique, pardon the pun, but make it stand out from the other guy that you're writing for. Otherwise, all it is is, you know, the writers are 20 different people that all sound the same. Um, you know, somebody that right now, or two people right now that are going against the grain are Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Now, Bray, Bray Wyatt's Wyatt, good. Bray Wyatt has taken that character and The Fiend. Now, granted, The Fiend right now isn't talking much, but he's doing kind of the Mr. Rogers other side of it. Oh, man. I got to say, not even to tell you all, but that to me, I, because I, I've been divorced from watching wrestling. Like, I got to college and I started doing other things. Yeah. But I remember, like, my first episode last year was like my first wrestling WD thing back watching and it was Bray Wyatt and yeah. you he don't ask me about that John Cena match because I did not like it but uh, <laughs> okay I didn't I really didn't but okay what was really cool about that guy was that I was like I don't want to meet him in person he's so creepy right but it was so believable that even though I know it's acting, if I legitimately met him walking around in that freaking outfit, I'm like, dude, well, I gotta shoot you. Yeah, dude, I, I gotta go, right? I'm out, right? I'm yeah. gonna turn around. I'm a, I might do the plate. <laughs> Hi. And turn and walk the other way. Yeah. No, That's I get work, it. Though. But, but here's the thing. And this is, again, this is getting behind the scenes. You know, he has more input in that character than anybody else on the roster has input on their character to a, to a degree. I mean, you know, Vince McMahon is excellent at saying this guy's good, this guy's not, or this guy has talent, this guy doesn't. Um, you know, but the problem is, is that no one is allowed to take their character to the next level because they don't have the input. They're simply handed their script for lack of a better term and said, here's who and what you are go, um, you know, now, uh, let's look at somebody like, uh, well, let me first touch on Alexa bliss. You know, she took what she learned from Bray Wyatt and she's one of Vince's favorites. So she's able to have a little more of that input. And Bray's been helping behind the scenes with that stuff. Um, You know, so being in Vince's good graces comes to being a, you know, is a huge benefit Um, versus somebody like, uh, let's go <sighs> Ricochet. Ricochet is probably 95% scripted. Now, inside the ring, nobody can touch him. He's an athletic monster. Just high fly flips, you know, just 
I mean, put that boy on American Ninja Warrior and he'll probably make it to the top and not break a sweat. Yeah. Okay. But his promos are just blah. They're they're ordinary. You don't feel the passion. You don't feel the, Chris Jericho. the intensity behind it. Well, Chris Jericho is different. Chris Jericho is in AEW, and AEW does more of the bullet point style and lets the individual wrestlers be their character. I just loved his promos. I really loved his promos a lot. Like They were the ones that really stood out. I thought he did some of the best ones. I'm not some some of what I'm saying is me watching with my limited wrestling um experience, but I always liked Chris Jericho's promos. Oh yeah, but you know, Chris Jericho went from being a a cruiserweight, you know, maybe upper mid card guy in WCW, and then did the famous countdown interrupts the Rock statement or interrupt interrupts the Rock's promo. Millennium Man Countdown in 99. Um, and from that point, he was a main event guy. He was made. He had to prove it in the ring to show he could wrestle, quote unquote, with the big boys because he was doing Malenko and uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero and guys that size. He had to prove he could work with the Steve Austins and the Undertakers and the Rock and the Kane. You know, things like that. He had to prove that he could work the big guy matches. Um, And once he did that, you know, sky was the limit. And he's proven it to this day. And he's been able to take the Chris Jericho character and evolve it over time to meet the needs. And that's something that is the biggest issue with WWE. Again, to, to bring your, your your long question with a long answer. Um, <laughs> is if Vince McMahon would not release or relinquish control, but if he would say, look, here's the bullet points. Here's what I need to get across. Go. And if he would let people do that, I think the product as a whole would be better. Because once you get inside the ropes, you're good. You know, most of them can tell a good match and have good uh, ring psychology and things like that. There's a few people that I'm not going to nitpick, um, you know, but for the most part, once a WWE superstar, male or female, gets in the ring, they can tell the story they need to tell in the ring. It's on the mic that is the issue, and that's one of the toughest things. But I think they're all so restricted in what they're allowed to say and or do on the microphone that it inhibits their character and it inhibits the product question answer do you think the 90s wrestling the wrestling that we saw in the 90s maybe going into rolling into the early 2000s do you think that was better than the wrestling that we've got now it's a loaded question. Um, late 90s to... Uh, I would say late 90s is some of the best wrestling overall because two things happen. And it we're, we're, we're slowly getting back there. Um, you had WWE and WCW both running, you know, iron sharpens iron. And 
WWE was red hot iron. And then WCW came along, they signed Hulk Hogan, they did the brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Now, granted, they ripped it off from New Japan, uh, the storyline of the invasion angle, but they did the brilliant thing of having Scott Hall come in through the crowd, jump into the ring, and talk like Razor Ramon. <laughs> deliberately. He never says, I'm Razor Ramon. He never says, I'm Scott Hall. He just says, you know, I'm sure you've seen the promo. You know, What's your, what's your best Razor Ramon compression? Ooh, okay. <laughs> hey, yo. You want a war? You want a war? You're gonna get one. Okay, okay, man. You know, and then we can do this, man. And you know, and if he really wants to get going, you know, the bad guy can really come out, man. So if you really wanted to go, and now I'm more of a Tony Montana, but that's okay because that's basically what Razor Ramon was. He was from Miami, <laughs> and he was Cuban, and he wore the big gold chains, and he drove around the Cadillac, uh, the 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 Cadillac that was the convertible. And he talked like this. So he was basically Tony Montana. But that's okay. And that's <laughs> that. You've also seen that on stream, but that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> um, but, you know, then the next week, here comes Kevin Nash, who a month prior was Diesel in WWE or WWF at the time. And again, never says I'm Diesel, never says I'm Kevin Nash. They simply walk up like they own the place or that, you know, they actually more like they don't own the place. And, you know, Kevin shoves, uh, I think it was Tony Schiavone, and says, uh, this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. You know, and it, it created this realistic feel it got away from the cartoony doink the clown the repo man uh you know i mean all of the stupid cartoon characters that were the late 80s early 90s and it forced by going that super hyper realistic route and feel wcw then became the hot iron so it forced WWE then to elevate their game. And for a few years there, you had the best product ever on both sides because both were pushing the other. And neither one was willing to give up ground. And then, of course, obviously in 2001, Vince bought WCW, which is a whole other behind-the-scenes thing. And they haven't really had competition up until, and I'm sorry, Ring of Honor's never been competition, and Impact was never competition, even when they had Hulk Hogan, even when they had all the guest run-ins that they were doing, it just wasn't competition. AEW is finally, and I'll I'll finish with this, and I know you've got a question. AEW is getting to the point, and ironically enough, being back on the Turner stations, just like WCW was, we're, we're starting to hint at, okay, we're going to not truly have a Monday night war because they both don't have shows on Monday nights, but we're going to have a legit wrestling war where they're going to 
fight for ratings and to be better than the other guy. And I think it's only going to elevate things. The other thing that I think is going to happen is Vince needs to step aside and Triple H, who has a brilliant mind for the business and brings in guys like Shawn Michaels, who has a brilliant mind for the business, brings in guys like Scott Hall, who has a brilliant mind for the business and is trying to work with NXT and make those guys better. The problem is they get to WWE, the main roster, quote unquote, and Everything that they were allowed to do, all the freedom that they were allowed to have on NXT is gone. And then they become carbon copy cookie cutters. So, yes, I'd say the 90s were awesome. Late 90s. I think we'll get back to it. Summing all, summing all this up. Uh, and Vince needs to loosen the reins and let people be themselves. So it's funny because the best characters are just like myself. The best character is somebody turned up to 11 being themselves turned up to, to 11. So, so it's kind of like, it's funny. Cause I think about, you said that competition. It's funny. Cause I think about game developers and um, EA, which is the people that, you know, create the, the Madden franchise. I felt like Madden, the game, was better when 2K was also in on the mix, creating the 2K NFL games. So it kind of just brought me back to that for a minute. But so I'll even go one step farther with that. I think it was better when before we had the NCAA fallout, and when there was okay, here's a here's NCAA football with all the college teams. And you've got an excellent platform and game and dynamics and control scheme, etc. And then you get the Madden game, and it's like, okay, well, we know NCAA had this, so we need to bump up our game. Now NCAA comes back around the next season, they elevate their game. So there was even competition there, and I think they lost that even when um, you lost the ability to do the players' likenesses, even though... No. You didn't use their names or nothing, but I, uh, that's that's a debate for another day with college athletes. It's the thing. So here's the thing. Like I, because I was a big and honestly, if it was around, I'd have been streaming that still because I had I had I don't have it anymore. The last copy uh, I had the last NCAA that came out, which is NCAA 14. Yep. I loved. I thought NCAA 14 was going down a little bit because back in the I think as early as 2004 with Carson Palmer on the cover of NCAA oh, wow. 2003. This is going back a minute. Um, the, you could actually go and pick like an FCS team to replace a FBS team. So you could go get Elon University and it had everything, the trademarks and everything. Right. And I really liked it. And they, they were they were super interactive. And then you get to, to now – I mean, the last NCAA was great. It was still a fun game. They add some more schools, but man, I was really hoping, and I'm hoping that this next NCAA, which I believe is due out in 2023, yep, will be, you know, I especially with the emergence of North Dakota State as a power in the FCS because they they they're they're pretty much an FBS school that just happens to play in the FCS because they're just producing NFL talent. I'm hoping oh. they kind of open it up and put some of these FCS schools in the game because I'm like, hey, like, 
this is a really fun game and it's something I know I can't stream. I would love yeah, to no. stream. And I had so there were a couple buddies of mine, and if they ever hear this, Aaron, Maddie B, you know who I'm talking to. Uh, we used to create a team each uh, every year, you know, and do dynasty. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget. See, I, I'm I'm smarter than the average bear. Uh, so uh, one of them would always pick uh Texas as their home state and do uh the Kappas. I remember this like a black and red color scheme. I can I can tell you everything, right? And the other one would pick like Iowa and he'd change up his name for the most part, but usually uh kind of a purplish color scheme. All, without fail, every year we'd get the game, we'd start a new dynasty as the coach of this team. I was smart. I understood the way the recruiting system worked. And I knew you had a great shot at recruiting from border states. You had your home state of talent, and then any border state, you also had a good shot. Now, there were also, you know, of course, they'd have the wrinkle of, you know, the guy wants to be as far away from home as possible, whatever. So I had the brilliant idea one year of, I'm going to make the Edmonton Dragons. Edmonton, Canada. I had the blue and yellow, and I stole a mascot from another team. I don't remember who it was, but it was this blue dragon, so I kind of stole that a little bit. But I had all of Canada because it didn't separate out the different provinces. So I literally had the entire northern border of the U.S. as a border state. Oh, that's clever. I never thought of that. Oh, my God. Dude, I would get these players, and they're just like, how did you get that guy? I'm like, I don't know. And I knew full well what I was doing. I wasn't stupid. I had a quarterback one year, you know, and again, this is one of those. So fast forward to 2023, you're not the only one that's going to be streaming that. I will be too. All right. Uh, it's on. Oh, dude, we'll, we'll have to do like an online dynasty or something. Okay. Let, let's go. Dude, just, just, heck yeah. I mean, just, just lose. You're going to lose, but it's okay. It's cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you do know that my last little side job was working for an indoor football team. So, like, I've still got the coach's number. I still talk to the GM on a regular basis. Now, granted, the team doesn't exist anymore because of the pandemic. That's neither here nor there. But, I mean, dude, yeah, you're going down. It's okay. I had a quarterback one game throw for 1,000 yards. One game. Seven-minute quarters, 1,000 yards. Okay, this is not the Houston, um, the freaking Houston, the University of freaking Houston, freaking offense of like the freaking 90s with David Klinger. What are you doing over there? Like that's, 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 the, that's the Houston Cougar number. This is the Houston quarterback. Were you playing in the Big 12? You know, because that's what the Big 12 uh, Guys just throw did, the balls all over the lot. No, I was actually a Pac-10 team. Because of my proximity. So I was, you know, 
Um, the Washington State then, because they do that too. Well, and I was I was up in that neck of the woods technically based on. So yeah, dude, I was. But yeah, it was uh, the Aaron and Matt. You know, if they ever hear this, they'll be able to tell you about that game. I was, I mean, dude, I couldn't miss. That quarterback would just throw dimes, just drop it in 40 yards in the air. My receiver never broke stride. Oh, it was beautiful. Anyway. So, you know, you know, you were talking a lot about wrestling. And yep. you're obviously, you know, pretty, you know, involved in, in, in just knowing a lot about it. And you obviously have a big passion for it. How does that translate to stream? Like, has that kind of, have you noticed any tendency of that to kind of show up in your streams or will it show up in your streams? What's that kind of look like for you? For me, it's kind of a way to do um, character development. Um, And, you know, in my nine to five job at a casino, I'm a dealer. So all three kind of work together. I'm used to being quote unquote on at work. So therefore I'm used to being, it's natural for me to turn on the stream and be quote unquote on um you know and the wrestlers that i work with locally you know i i'm jokingly told them you know come to my table at the casino and we'll do promo class all night we'll cut promos on each other and we do that a little bit on stream a lot of you know the people that come in uh as you can certainly attest to you know we'll bust each other's chops you know, and eventually I'll just flip the switch and I'll go off for, you know, 30, 45 seconds or five minutes. It doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> um, and, you know, basically cut a promo and then flip it back off and go back to just being, you know, Joe Average streamer. So, but it's, it's one of those things where that personality and being able to elicit a response, um, just based on words or facial expressions or um, again, interacting with the crowd, you know, to, to kind of, you know, parallel the two My um, <laughs> is no different than a wrestler in the ring, you know, interacting with the guy at ringside, you know, that's telling him he can't count to three, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, and I mean, uh, so, I, I don't know if we've got a time limit on this. Um, there was back in the day, and this would have been about the time you watched. Do you remember Gene Snitsky? I think so. Okay, real tall, super ugly looking dude. Had a storyline with Kali. No, he wasn't great Kali. Well, you said tall uh, and ugly, so I mean. Well, this was a white guy. You, you'll have to look him up. I'll, I'll send you a link to him, and maybe it'll yeah, trigger us. just look great on yeah. TV, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. So, he did a storyline with Lita, um, and this will tell you how much of a wrestling fan I was real quick, too. My first pet, a cat, I actually named Lita. So, she kind of named herself. We were watching WWE that night. Her music hit, and cat freaked out. It was the first night I had her. She basically named herself. But anyway, um, 
I'm sitting front row at a house WWE house show. Snitsky's in the ring, and he's mouthing off to us and you know those of us that are right there in that area. And I go off on him for like five seconds, just saying the most obscure, random crap that was ultimately related to whatever he was saying to the ref about, you know, that was a three count or whatever. And I said, Snisky, you can't even count to three or something like that, you know, on top of everything else that I was saying. And he turns and looks at me and I kid you not. And my buddy that was sitting next to me will attest to this. <laughs> turns and looks at me and he has this look on his face. Like you little, I'm going to wait a second. I'm still in the ring. Like he has this moment where he's ready to kill me <laughs> and all of a sudden realizes, oh crap, I'm still in a match. We've got another spot coming up here. Gotcha. And it was just like, oh my God, it was hilarious. <laughs> we're sitting there just dying. Like we broke him. We broke, we broke Stinsky. Oh, it was hilarious. Ever the heel. Ever the oh, heel. I, I've been a heel for most of my life. My parents always cut promos on me when I messed up in school and they were like, wait till you get home. Man, that was the best promo ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. My, my, dad, my dad's promo was usually uh, now I wasn't <laughs> the greatest student. I had my fair share of C's and D's. Um, but this was my dad's promo and this will tell you uh, you know, the, the standards I had to live up to. I came home one day with a straight A report card and A pluses in the three classes for teachers that gave out A pluses. Yeah. So literally a perfect report card for that term. Okay. The other classes I couldn't get A pluses in because those teachers didn't give them out. Flat out, period. It didn't matter how much extra work you did, whatever. Right. And I blame my dad for a little bit of this, turned me into a little something. But anyway, this was early freshman year, first or second term. And he looks at it and says, completely straight-faced. And I think he was kidding, but I'll never know, and he'll never admit to it if he was. He literally looks me dead in the face, looks at the report card, looks me back in the face and goes, you can do better. Oh. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry, what? Come again? I, I better. What do you want me to do? Take another class? You want me to write a plus next to it? What do you What do you want me to do? What you do? Do do backflips after I take tests? Like right? Yeah. I mean, and you <laughs> see me. You see me in person. Me doing a backflip probably ain't happening. Just saying. But if you did, you still get an A plus for that. Uh, well, no, I might only get an A. Just saying. You know that that was my t- my dad's type of quote unquote. Did your dad work at the DMV? Was he one of them people that was just like, no matter what you do, if you don't got that one paper, they're like, nope, we can't help you. No, he was a truck driver. Oh yeah, he ain't taking nobody's business. No, <laughs> and yeah, he drove he drove that way too. Uh, he's like, don't let me. He's like, don't let me come back from this trip and you in some mess. I, I'm gonna get you. Uh, that that reminds me of the BB gun story, but that's another that's another story for another day. So, so <laughs> kind of. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll summarize with this: there was one broken car window, and then there was one guy that got hit in the neck with a BB gun, and that's or with a BB. Uh, we'll just we'll leave it at that and teaser for another day. You know, <laughs> so probably kind of kind of getting ready to wrap this up soon. I think 
you've obviously you've had this big passion with wrestling. Um, you you kind of parlayed that in the streaming. Um, you obviously work with wrestlers. So, what's kind of if you're not already doing it, what's your dream job? Because I know for me, one of the biggest things that I want to do, I want to be an NFL scout, or I just want to be a football scout for a college or something like that. Uh, what's your what's your dream like? And I'll add on to that by saying, you know, what's your life outlook moving forward? Okay. Uh, FYI, real quick, uh, my former GM used to be a uh, agent sports agent so i have some hookups for you and he's in your neck of the woods i'll just leave it at that for right now so you and i talk afterwards so if that's really something you want to do i might know a phone call or two we can make fyi Uh, all right um what was the question again no i'm just kidding kidding um no don't get an a (laughs) a minus now right It's, it's going down no, I don't uh, do A minuses. You don't do A minuses? No, just, I don't you, like it. I hate you it. just go straight to B. You just it go just, straight to B. Yeah, I just A minus. It's like, listen, man. It, it, I, it, man, this is this is not like some Madden throw power rating. You just get an A or a B. I know. <laughs> oh, I Ready? got an eighty nine point nine nine. No, it's still an eighty nine. Get over it. Yeah, that's a B. Sorry. Yep. All right. Um. So. My big thing is doing stuff with my graphics and photography. Um, I've got some side projects in the works um, because that's always been a passion. That's always something I do and dabble in on the side. Uh, As you well know, you've got a nice uh, little uh, emote for your stream that I I might know. I might know who made that. Um, You know, I've got, so ironically enough, that former GM uh, has got some side projects and we still work together uh, on some things and we've got some stuff coming down the works um, that will should be my dream job because it will be photography and drone photography and video and graphic design you know those very things that I've been doing kind of as a, a side hustle or as a hobby, could now be my main source of income. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully that's coming. Uh, You know, from the wrestling side, uh, you know, I've already kind of got my my toe dipped in that water. Um, You know, we've got the the Hall of Fame show coming up here next month. Um, I'll probably be involved in that in some way. Uh, we've got guys like Mark Henry and Sergeant Slaughter that are going to be here for this. Wait, wait. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, Mark yeah. Henry, the guy yeah, that well, basically told off Michael Jordan that one time at the Olympics? Uh, I don't know if that's the same Mark Henry. Uh, world's Strongest Man, Mark Henry? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the same one. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. I, might have to, I might have to look that up. Told off yeah. Michael Jordan. Okay. Yeah. I you, that's, uh, it's a good one. I, I'll let you look it up. But I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look that up. Okay, um, but yeah, like he's gonna be there. Sergeant Slaughter. There's some other people. Um, you know, if you were obviously a, a fan uh, in 2006, you might know the name Trish Stratus. I've heard of it. Yes. Uh, you've you've heard of her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that that's that's not bad to look at. Just saying. Um, now that's kind of 
COVID travel restrictions pending, whether or not she'll be there, but she's scheduled to be there. There's a lot of there's a lot of things in the works. Anyway, um, I've actually taken some bumps in the ring. I've there's possibility I might be managing a wrestler, so I'll actually get to be this heel guy, heel character in real life, quote unquote. Um, so I there's a I uh, how do I word this? I've been very fortunate that if I have something that I'm passionate about, I've found ways to do it. Um, even on the outskirts, um, even just, you know, on the, on the fringes, you know, uh, the, the local wrestling guys that I work with, um, you know, I'm, I'm never going to wrestle. Let's just, let's just tell it like it is. But if I'm going to manager, I need to be able to take a punch and fall down, take a bump, etc. Until I get all the training to do that, and while I'm doing that, I've done ring announcing. I've done commentary for matches when we live stream those. Um, you know, I've had ways where everything that I am passionate about overlap. Um, and that's something that I would recommend to anyone. If you have multiple passions, or even if you only have one, you know, find ways that you can figure out how to do it. Um, you know, I, I'll i never wrestle in real life. Let's, I, again, I know I'll never wrestle in real life. But I can dang sure pick up a microphone and talk somebody's ear off, as we well know, by if listening to this. A, if you don't mind me asking, why do you say that, though? Why do you think you can't? Why don't you think you can wrestle in real life? Oh, it's just age and bad knee. And hey, listen, Undertaker was going for a while. Yeah, he also <laughs> he also had the ability to stop everything in his life and just train. Um, Fair enough. You know, I I don't have that luxury. Um, but again, you know, being a wrestler has never been a passion. Being involved in the wrestling industry has been a passion. So if I do nothing other than ring announce or commentary, I'm okay with that. If I do nothing other than what I did in the last show that I went to, which was the camera guy, I'm okay with that. I get to be involved. I get to have fun. I get to interact with the boys. I get to shake hands with Hall of Famers. I get phone contacts from current Ring of Honor stars. I mean, dude, I... I, I cannot complain about any aspect of my life other than I have a nine-to-five job. And I can't even complain about that because I really enjoy what I do. Um, but if I could win the lottery tomorrow and never have to worry about going to work ever again, all of my so streaming, wrestling, the photography and video stuff, would go to the next level because I'd have all day to do it. I wouldn't have to worry about a commute to work and putting in eight, nine hours at the job and commute home and then eat and then sleep and then repeat, rinse and repeat day after day. If I could eliminate that, you know, everything else would just, I'd get more time to infuse into those passions and projects. So, you know, I can sit here and say, yeah, I hate having a nine to five job, 
but again, I love my nine to five job, so I can't even say that. So, so what do you, so for, you know, young guys that are coming up in the world, you know, 18, 23, 29, you know, kind of out, you know, what do you recommend they do? You know, what try, do you have for try them? everything. You never, I, I never knew back when I was 18, 19. I, well, again, I was in the army as well, but, um, if I knew then what I know now, I probably still would have gone in the army because that was valuable life experience. But, you know, I didn't think that I could turn a hobby into an income. Um, and if there's something that, ooh, hey, that looks interesting. I know you want, you, you like disc golf. Okay. You know, you, you know, you want to go amateur. amateur. Right. Dude, if if you've got free time every day, even if you're only going and redoing the same, you know, hole, quote unquote, every day, if it's right outside your door, whatever the case might be, you're practicing that skill, you know, and do it from different spots, whatever. You know, you can dabble in it. You know, you'll never know what could be you know, that, that trigger. And it might be a conversation with somebody, you know, I went to an indoor football game as, you know, a freebie. Um, a friend of mine gave me a free ticket cause they were on the dance team and they said, well, you know, Hey, you know, come and come enjoy the game. So I showed up and on a whim, I brought my camera. I took a bunch of photos just for the hell of it. And I showed them to them. Uh, the next day or two days later, whatever we saw each other next. Turns out they forwarded those photos to the front office. The team got got a hold of me and hired me for the job, and that's how I got in with the indoor football team. You know, you never know when that first door is going to open. That's going to just lead you down a path of, you know, the old cliche of if you love what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. True. Very true. You know, I have my nine to five job and I love it. So yes, I go to work. And more often than not, I leave work saying that was an awesome day. The the days off that are my quote unquote weekend where I'm working on side projects, I do it all day and I work on different things, you know. You know, I maintain my focus. So, you know, I might do some photography for a little bit or I might do some graphics for a little bit or whatever, so I don't get burned out. But I'm always doing something that I love. Yeah, I said the word. Catch that right there? Yeah. Um, You know, I... And I would recommend that to anybody, whether they're 18, 19, or they're 10 or 11. You know, if, if you're, you know, you think you want to be a firefighter, whatever, right? Yeah. Go go down to the local fire station and say, you know, I'm thinking about this. What do I need to do? Or is there something I can do around here that kind of dips my toe in it to see if it's something that I really like? Worst case scenario, they say, no, you can't do that. Or you need to go through this channel or that channel or whatever, you know, but 
don't be afraid to hear the answer no. No is simply the opportunity to walk to the next door and open it. That's a good one. I, that's a really good one here. So, you know, it's I, I've heard more no's in my life, usually from girls, but you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Man, with the amount of fun you claim to have, like, you should be swimming. Well, you know, it's, but again, it's one of those things that it circles back to bring this all full circle. You know, it's one of those things where not everybody understands the fact that, hey, that word's never going to come out of my mouth uh, in that context. And I shouldn't say never, but that word is rarely going to come out of my mouth in that context. And you need to be okay with that. Um, You know, that's probably why I'm single, you know, because, you know, I've dated here and there, but I don't, you know, oh, you know, then they'll say it. I'll be like, well, great thank you you know or i can't say that word yet you know um but i can honestly say and here i go i can honestly say i love doing photography i can honestly say i love doing graphics and things like that's easy because that's there's no gray area there i can't Mess that you don't, right? It's it's clearly a passion that I have. Um, you know, people, you know, look, let's don't like it. People piss you off some days, so you know that that doesn't mean I don't like you anymore. But yeah, I'm not probably gonna throw that word out. So anyway, um, that that would be my advice to people: is don't be afraid to hear the word no. And just try everything. Yeah, I think I gotta say, man, I I loved having you on. I know I definitely want to have you and the Todd Father Six on. Um, I definitely hope that you guys will be regulars on here. No pressure. Oh, yeah. It's just one of those things where I think that obviously we've we've all been in them together. Um, it's been a good time. It's been a it's been a passionate. Oh, I shouldn't have said it like that. I use the word heat. <laughs> I wasn't no comment. Sure passionate earlier because I thought he was he was too. I'm like, I mean, what? I'm like, I didn't think it was heated. I thought it was passionate. But yeah. Then, and then I said like that. I'm like, man, they think something doesn't happen. <laughs> no, you know, and we talked about it after we got off mid Midwest Rose. Of uh, there were a couple times where like you were looking me. On camera, you were you were staring holes through me, and that was again. You were passionate about what you were talking about. I was just listening, like I wasn't even mad. You're like I was like, let me give this guy his full attention. I, that's just how I am, and I, I I caught it. I caught it afterwards. I was like, damn, he probably thought that I was like, no, no, that was the thing. It was good. It was good. It was good content, and it was it was one of those things where, and again, I was playing devil's advocate. And, you know, to a degree, I mean, there were, there were some things that I obviously said that I was like, you know, Hey, this is, this is my point of view, but there were some other things that I said, and you can probably pick and choose what was what, you know, it's fairly obvious, I think, um, you know, but it was one of those things where, you know, when you got passionate about the subjects that we were talking about, it was Again, it was cool to see. You know, you get me talking about WWE. 
you hear the passion as I'm talking about it. Yeah. You know, so I'm never going to fault anyone for that. And again, it was one of those things where once the cameras flipped off and we changed subjects, it was like, yeah, we're good. You know, <laughs> there was, you know, whatever. That, that's the way the conversation is supposed to go. It's supposed to get pumped up like that because <laughs> it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a hot button topic. Tom was over in the middle of what it's looking at like, uh, uh. you know, to, to Tom's credit, he was editing on the fly and he put up the, the phone number while we were talking about stuff. You know, I mean, the, he was multitasking like a crazy man and it was awesome. You know, and of course, Kevin's sitting over on the other side just going, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here quiet because, <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to look at you. Like me, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna look at you. I'm gonna look at Mage, but I'm not gonna look at Mage because right now <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna jump across his couch and punch me. <laughs> but you know, if he does, then you know we're gonna have a wrestling match. It's all good. <laughs> you know? And I'm a, a jujitsu guy, so I ain't even throwing punches. Oh, oh, okay. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, you do what you need to do, and I'm going to use the baseball bat choke, and you go going to sleep. Hey, that's fine. That That's you, fine. You don't know I know about the baseball bat choke, do you? I'm grabbing that ankle. That's all I'm saying. You go you go right for the ankle, because that's going to just free up that collar, and I'm going to get that baseball choke in. Baseball bat choke. <laughs> and you going to sleep, son. No. Do, you, no, no, no. You, know, you know what I'm talking about with the baseball bat choke, right? Yes. Oh, I love. Uh, yeah, see? See again, you you think you got the upper hand, and you don't know what I got in my back pocket. Oh, I don't think I got the upper hand. It's just that we guys, we're not going to back off each other no matter what. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, it's that that toxic masculinity. I'm not backing down. Yeah, you know what? Listen, I think I think it's healthy for everybody's got to have. You know, every every guy has just a little. I think I think there's a there's a it's important to have just a little bit of pride in yourself, a little bit of pride in your abilities. Obviously, I think humility is number one, but Oh yeah, you know we're playing around like this. It's not a big deal, but I gotta say, um, I definitely would like to have you and and, and Todd Squad on here, hopefully to talk about y'all show before it comes up, before y'all start it, because I just think it's gonna be a really good time. I know, especially once you start getting into those topics about wrestling, it's just gonna take off. So, oh yeah, I definitely gotta have you guys on here for that. I'll probably see you. Before oh, yeah. that episode oh, yeah. even happens, so. I'll be glad to come back anytime. It was, this was a blast, and I know I get long winded, so I appreciate you uh, acknowledging that you have only two, uh, one mouth and two ears, so you listen twice as much as you talked. Good for you. Uh, I apparently have a big mouth, so it balances out. I'm about 50 50, but that's all right. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> before you go. This is the I Am Sooner podcast. Drop your socials just so that, you know, viewers can know about it. Uh, for me, it's a unique perspective. Uh, and then uh, on Twitter, instead of the uh, spelling out T-I-V-E, it's unique perspective. Uh, and that's where you can find me on all of them. Um, I post every once in a while. Uh, but Find me on Twitch. That's the biggest place to find me. Uh, full spelled out, unique perspective. 
uh, there usually a few times a week. Stop in, have a chat, and uh, we'll talk about whatever's on your mind or whatever's on my mind or, uh, you know, whatever the whatever the hot button topic of the day is. So, And there will always be those. So. Oh, hey, yeah. Thanks for stopping by, dude, and I'll definitely talk to you soon. Definitely, man. Appreciate it. All right. Later. Later.